Welcome in, welcome in, welcome once again to the newest edition of Three In, Three Out, the most unique Seahawks podcast in the multiverse. I am your host, Clinton Bonner. Come on out and join me on Twitter. Find me out there at Clinton Bond. I am, of course, joined by the one, the only, the great Brandon Schultz. And find him out on Twitter at SeahawkersPod. Brandon, I hope your Christmas was better than this 25 to 24 really depressing loss to the monsters, monsters of the Midway. But back in the PNW, 17 to 7 at halftime. Where have all the good times gone? Man, this should have been a great game to, to frolic about in. And yet this rewatch, I went back and rewatched this brand new. Oof. It was, it was, it was depressing. It had got worse as the game went on. But anyway, how was your Christmas? 17 to 7 at halftime, 24-17 going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Generally, 10-point leads don't disintegrate, especially when you're playing a team that only has four wins on the season. But uh, that happened. And yeah, it. Uh, I, I suppose having the holiday weekend gave me other things to focus on. And so that was nice. And with the sure. Seahawks out of the playoff picture, it wasn't as devastating as a loss as it, as it could have felt. But here we are. Yeah, yeah. So the, I, I'm with you. The, the, the gathering for Christmas and, and all that and the opening and the, you know, just family vibes. It was, it was fun. And yet this game, this, this game, this game was bad, man. Now, the, the funny part for me is, you know, we've been using some preambles before we get into the nooks and crannies on three and three out. This will be a little shorter, but I did make a quick laundry list of like, how in the world did we lose this game if these things happened and these things happened? So how in the world did we lose this game? So. Oh, good. You documented the, it. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, both ways, you know, it's six ways till Sunday here. So we had just, you know, just to mark these things down, we had a snowy deep ball to DK, right? The sexy deep ball, the snowy deep oh, ball. We're going all six. the way back to the beginning of this game. Oh yeah. This is, these are things that happen in this game and cumulatively you're like, if, if these things happen, how the heck did we lose? See, Snowy. I I got to the end of this game and yeah, saw oh, the yeah. highlight of the DK Metcalf touchdown, and that seemed like so long ago after watching that game. Like, did did my is my mind playing tricks on me? Did that really yeah. happen? Did DK Metcalf catch a sexy deep ball just on what was that? The opening drive of the game, the second drive uh, of the game, second, second drive, drive, yeah, because we we got it punted, got it back, right. and then and then scored, yeah, second drive, and uh, no, yeah, he did, and he toasted his guy and. And it was beautiful and it was a perfect, it was right and there. And he was never seen again. Yeah. yeah, Right. Oh, oh, he was. And he's going to be on the show a little bit later. A little, little foreshadowing. All right. So we had the snowy deep ball, the DK, the sexy deep ball there. We had beautiful usage of our tight end Everett. Gorgeous touchdown. One of the best plays we ran all year. Like, and Everett had a, had a really good game. We had second half sacks on sacks on sacks on sacks in the second half getting home. We were up 10 at halftime at home versus a bad team. We captured that. We had a amazing goal line stand early in the game where, you know, we shut them down. Then we get, we went back and got points. We had a star running back performance with over 130 yards. And uh, wait, gaping wait, holes. A, a star a running... running back star performance. A, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like if you want to flip flop it, sure. Okay. Yeah. But the a, adjective a, in a weird spot. I... Sure. I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable there. But, you know, 130 plus yards by a, by, a, you know, a good a running back who played a very good game. And we had some Russ scramble ability in this game. We even had a, a, an RPO that he kept and took around the edge on purpose 
things we've been calling for. Yeah. So all these things happened and we lost this game. And it was, um, it's not that it's, we're like, oh, it's unfamiliar territory for our Seahawks. But now we're kind of going on like a year and a half of this being quite familiar territory. And, it, and it's, you know, it's, it's getting old pretty quick. I, see, I thought you were going to document all the places where things kind of went wrong in, in all of these final moments because, man, oh, man. And I suppose those are, are things that you might label within the out column this week. So, so maybe you don't want to give it all away just yet. Yeah, let's 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 keep a couple of those 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 crannies to ourselves because we're gonna we're gonna go through the ins the outs. Not the most fun game to recap. However, you know, for those that are out there listening, we're, we're five and ten, right? So those that are out there still listening to a recap show, well, a we love you and thank you. And you know, but there is the thing is there was some great stuff to look at here, and and we will get into those. But we did not win, therefore I will not complete the rhyme. Just got to start with an out, so let's hit the old whammy and let's get this thing going. Okay, we mentioned uh, one number 14. No, one number 14. That's an odd phrasing. We've mentioned number 14 before we got going there in the in the preamble with the snowy deep ball down the right-hand side. I want to put the focus on something else that DK maybe d- did not do that kind of got me a little, got my ire up a little bit here. So it's the first out, 1040 to go. Zero zero quarter one, the ball's on. I think it's R twenty. Yes, it's R twenty nine yard line at this point. We had some really good looking run plays in this game, and some baffling, baffling play calls later where I don't think we throttled Penny quite enough. But some of the things we were doing in the run play in this particular play, it's Russ shotgun, Penny sitting to his left. You know, obviously the ball's hiked, duh. And then you see the entire left side of the line go right, right? So you see Lewis and Dwayne Brown just kind of hitch, just to pivot, and then head down the line. And this particular play, man, everyone executes. Lewis, let's see, I got Lewis kicking out Bruce Irvin, right? So that was, by the way, interesting, right? The Bruce Irvin, Jimmy Graham, the whole thing already. But you got Lewis kicking out Bruce Irvin. You got, you watch Everett. Everett goes off and seals off uh, 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 Smith, right? Uh, Raekwon, Raekwon or Roquan? Smith. Seals him off number 58. Brown is then left with the, the, the duty, which I'm sure he loved, of going like one-on-one versus Eddie Jackson. And he's just <laughs> bulldozing yes. him da- down the lane. And the whole time, Penny has got this beautiful lane, sees it bursting through. The one dude, the one dude who does not do his job on this play is DK Metcalf. He has got a cornerback. It's number 27. He's got a cornerback to just go engage. He doesn't do it. He does. And by the way, that's the dude who makes a tackle. DK just, he's like passive the whole time. Now I get it. A lot of times you'll see these plays and then what, what happens, right? There's, there's dirty, there's yellow, dirty laundry. And then it's, so I understand there's probably this, this mentality of just do enough, just get in the way, do not hold because you got a big gain here. It's the last thing you want to see is a flag fly out. So I get that that can creep into the modern NFL psyche because we just see it all too often. But if folks go back and watch this play, Brandon, DK doesn't do anything. He's passive when he when he's approaching uh, number twenty seven. He barely tries to get a hand on him, and and then lo and behold, this is it's probably a home run. This is probably a home run touchdown play if DK gets a semi purposeful block laid on laid on his guy. He doesn't do it. it he's got to wear it out there because that should that should be a whatever that is a seventy yard touchdown by Rashad Penny. 
it's interesting to label an out on a play where Rashad Penny picks up 25 yards because I, I think there's people you could give the into on this one. Dwayne Brown being one of them, who I think there were multiple times in the run blocking game where you looked at Dwayne against the Bears and you're like, man, because I, I know at halftime I was I was a little bit frustrated with Dwayne in the first half with some of the the pass blocking. And then the the run blocking that they executed in the second half when they're really getting Penny going and on this particular play, I I was liking what I was seeing from Dwayne. So uh, it's it was a little bit of a mix, and I, I'm fine with him wearing the out on this because yeah, if, if you if your guy is making the tackle on this particular play, then uh, that was your guy. You got to you got to take care of your you're as big as DK is. That's what I'm saying. You you should be way better at run blocking. You're going up against the cornerback. You're in the snow, which which we saw. You don't need, you know, like you just need a little positioning. You're out. You're, the advantage is to the off the offender, right? Uh, the offense as as it is. And it's funny you mentioned what like, hey, I could see where this could have been an in. It's funny, like I literally even when I rewatched this game, this was on my inside to start, and I have it, I have it crossed out, and I moved it over because I'm like, it's just such a bad job of just not trying, and and. The, we're going to talk about it a bit more down down the outside of the ledger again, where we've been talking all throughout this kind of crappy season that they haven't given up. They haven't given up. I started to see the cracks of not the team, but I started to see the cracks of individuals giving up. And this this one stood out to me. So there's a bit of a themeology to bring that word back that we're going to go down where it's like, man, I think some of these players have begun to give up and it's a little and it's. That's why it made, I said it was the most depressing rewatch of the season yeah. so far. That's why. I think we're starting to see that. And it breaks my heart, Brandon. It breaks my heart. But what doesn't is flipping back to an end because there was some greatness. So let's talk about that. We're going to start right at the top here, Brandon. So Bears first drive. Now, the macro set that I'll wrap this thing into is this concept that I know we're not sure what's going to happen with Pete Carroll. I know we're not sure what's going to happen with Russ. One thing I am sure about is that the the applause are due for Pete, maybe Ken, but certainly Pete and probably John Schneider when it comes to finding DBs who could play football and play football in this system. Yeah. You know, it, it is, it is impressive that of course now, now with, uh, with the, the folks with COVID outings, different injuries that, that we've had. It's not like, it's not like we're the only team that's hitting this. I mean, we saw what was it, Ian book starting for the uh, new Orleans saints last right. night, right? Didn't, didn't go well. So every team's affected by this. However, it, it's, it doesn't take away from what I see out there from, from players that, that Schneider and Pete just seem to find. And I want you know, I want to give some love to that because maybe we don't have Pete after this year, but you know, the good old days weren't always good, and tomorrow ain't as bad as it seems, as as uh, as Billy would once sang, right? So Bears first down, thirty six yard line. It's a third and two, first drive of the game, and this is just the play where Sidney Jones recognizes that Mooney is trying to sit down, and Mooney I think is there, the the Bears' best wide receiver, second year guy, having a good year, doesn't really have good quarterbacks around him yet, but he's still putting out good numbers. I think he could be really really effective with a better team. But Sidney Jones does a great job just breaking on it. And then also, a lot of times you'll see a dude go for the hit, like just try to hit the guy in the backside, and they still catch it. It's a nice little pop, but it's a first down. But no, he gets there on time, and his, his number one objective 
is to just knock the ball away. Just a swat. So he's really wrapping around with his left hand. He gets the ball loose and the Bears got a punt. And then we get the ball back and then we, yeah, that's, that leads to the 41, whatever it was, yard touchdown to Metcalf. I think it was 41 for 14. It was a great way to start the game fired up. So the in is definitely Sidney Jones makes the play. And the superset is the recognition that Pete and Schneider consistently bring out the best in dudes that other folks have literally kicked to the curb. Yeah, that part is interesting. And it, it always makes me wonder why they stuck with a guy like Trey Flowers for so right. long when they had this kind of depth of because uh, we're seeing a lot of depth here. We're seeing John Reed go out there yeah. and play as well as Trey Flowers ever did. The, and all the issues that came along with him. Why, why was that allowed to just sustain for so long? But uh, an excellent in with Jones there. He, he and I, I'm glad that you point out, pointed out that it wasn't just the hit. Now, he didn't get his hand on the ball and Mooney probably had the ability to catch it. But I, I think the fact that he was he was swatting at the ball at the same time as making the hit, that makes it tough for a receiver to, to try and get both hands on the football. And there's just a lot going on. So, yes, uh, for Sidney Jones, I, I'm I was happy to see. Because there, there was that ability that they could. You know, Nick Foles is a good veteran quarterback, as we saw late in the game. I think if they would have attacked more on the outside, maybe I wouldn't have been surprised. But uh, the, the the guys that were there performed well enough. I I, I think you're spot on, and and the, the the thing you bring up about about Trey Flowers too, I, maybe it just comes down to. Dudes they drafted versus guys they find in, you know, DFA slash trash heap guys. You know, they, they go out and they find, they find uh DJ Reed. They, they go out, they go out and they, 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 they find John Reed. They find, you know, and then of course this year we, we draft Trey Brown also, but like maybe it's this mentality of like they, a little bit of pride that they have to hold on to these draft picks. They couldn't have been wrong about the guys and they got to hold on for so much longer, but it is, it is in a year where, Obviously, it's always every win counts. And and now we're five and ten. But there were early parts of the season where Trey Flowers was was the main culprit, you know, besides besides maybe Myers, right? The main reason we were losing some games, or at least a big contributing factor. And it's like, you know, Pete, some years you're not gonna just you're not gonna claw your way to 10 wins. You know, I know the burn it down team, uh, you know, rah rah is out there, and maybe it does get burnt down. This team is is better. I know it's like oh, this team's better than the record, but they are. They they sure. literally are better than their record states. Now it doesn't really matter. The record is what it is. But it's just a thing where in the past I feel like we'd we'd kind of find that way to win, and we could absorb some early season you know snafus because of uh, personnel decisions, and it kind of caught up to us. Is is what it boils. Oh, you could to. point so, to last year and say that team wasn't as good as their record either. Oh, I, exactly. There's no way we were a 12 and 4 team. Well, obviously, the record is what it is, but no. And that proved out in the playoffs, right? Yeah. We just we go out there and lay, lay a dud versus a a one a one thumb goff who, who who takes it to us. So, well, we don't got to deal with that this year, at least. At least we hey, know. Let's we're, go uh, back to last year and other disappointing losses. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, since that was an in, let's get to the real fun stuff. Hit that thing. Let's get to the second out. Yeah, we're cooking. Now let's really dig into our team here. All right. So I'm going to, again, I like the macro sets and then I like the Russian nesting of things that fit in the macro set. I know it's snowy. I get it. Um, the third and longs in this game, watching other teams just 
get third and longs that are not even like where the where the ball is not going past the sticks in the air, but we're just not making tackles. They're, they're not, completing six and seven yard passes correct. on third and 13 12, and 14 30, yeah, right, right. and picking up that extra five yards after the catch. Right. And, and doing in that the snow. Two, yeah, yeah, right. You know, doing that two, three, four times over where it's like, hey, I, I get in the snow. It could be, you know, it's going to be a little bit harder to stop and go. And again, advantage offense. Like that is, I think that's a, a, a known thing that, the advantage is to the dude who knows where he's going. I get that, but not. But doesn't the defense but, know where the football is going when well, they cover yeah. everything deep? Yeah, Don't you think, know that it's going to be a five-yard pass to the guy that you've given a seven-yard cushion to? Right, and the thing you got to do then is just make a tackle, right? Right, uh, you know, or or tap a guy while he's still on the ground. In in the case of this player, right? So so this one, it's 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 third and long. It's seven nothing. Q one about seven twenty to go. Bears got the ball. It's a thirty nine at this point. Thirty nine yard line. And Collier gets actually great pressure off the left-hand side. So much so that I was starting to get out of the chair. I thought he was going to get Foles. He doesn't quite get him. And then Foles finds, finds the guy Newsom, right? I think he's a rookie. And Newsom has to catch the ball on the ground. He yeah. has to slide to get the ball. And he's got like five yards to go make up. Now, okay, we saw a lot of like Wagner looking a little bit, again, like side to side, going, you know, moving, moving laterally maybe in the snow, just not there. We got Dunlap pursuing, pursuing with all his might. And he was on the line, right? He wasn't in coverage this time. He's pursuing with all his might. He actually makes the tackle. But again, it's the effort cracks or the cracks in the effort. All right, Bobby doesn't make the tackle. I'm like, whatever. Bobby is, you know, he's, 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 he's doesn't move like he used to. That, that's what you get with Bobby at this point. Fine. Dunlap has the effort. He's trying to, you know, come all the way back. But number 28, Ugo Amadi, is playing tiddlywinks and watching what's happening. And he has no, and I get that it's snowy, so it's not easy to see your lines and where's the first down. I get that could definitely be lost in that environment. But you still got a sense where are you on the field? No sense of where he is. Dunlap makes the tackle. Amadi never steps up over, over the first down line. And as, as Dunlap's tackling him from behind, Amadi just kind of olays him and lets it happen. Doesn't even step up to try and just like, be like, all right, like, whatever, whether I know it's a first down marker or not, put a lick on that guy. Doesn't even try. Amadi had a rough game. And this one to me was like so glaring. And again, it's like, it's the effort. It's like, if you're not, that's got to show up on film. You know, tell the truth Mondays. I, I can guarantee you that Amadi got wrung out on that one and he deserves it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if this was the one. Was he like how long was he on the ground before he got up and and started to run again? Because like you know, it was like cartoonish. Like it was you know like where you start to run in the cartoon, but you're not quite going forward yet. Yeah. You know, it was it was long enough. He's sideways. He's literally making. He made a really nice catch. I didn't think it was a catch to start. Well, and so, that was just the thing that baffled me about it is that he caught it, went to the ground, had the time to get up. And then was moving again before anyone even touched him, before Dunlap right. even got to him. So they were that far off of Newsom that he had all of that time to do all of those things and still get the first down. You know, this was early on in the game, too. And out of all of the first downs, all of the third and longs that I remember, this one was one of the more frustrating ones. Yeah, it's. I mean, I have others that like just piling up. The the other one that was really really bad too was we're up fourteen to seven, the third and twelve, 
uh, pretty much late Q2. And this is the, the, the dump off. Uh, basically, again, we get good pressure. Foles escapes it and he, and he goes back across his body to Cole Komet. And Komet's, you know, pretty open. But on third and 12, you don't care if the dude catched it six yards downfield. And he's got, and this one, Bobby just doesn't make the play. It's yeah. this one's like just Bobby, just he gets around Bobby. It's like, oh, dude. It's just, you know, kind of just again, I know people are going to love the, the tackles. He's going to break all sorts of records. We have to face facts, but that's fine because you know what? Two years ago, we drafted Jordan Brooks and Jordan Brooks is a good football player. You know, like we started to understand that, but the, but the other ones to me weren't about a lack of effort. The, the Amadi play was, and again, kind of the, kind of the theme bleeding through for me was these cracks in that armor where it's like, now what happens now? What happens when we've got to go play Detroit who will like literally go through a wall for their coach and we're going the other way as an organization right now. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens at five and 10. And frankly, do we want to win? I know winning is better than losing, but at this point, I don't really care about the jets pick that die is cast. I, I, I still would rather win than lose, but I don't think that winning changes anything. You know, if, if you're, if you're of the mind that losing is going to somehow bring an epiphany to whoever is in charge of, of, of any future decisions in Seattle, that I, I don't think that two wins to close out the season is going to change anything that to would it go that much different if they lose the last two versus win the last two? I don't think so. And not in my mind anyway. It, it really shouldn't because it doesn't matter. You know, that's that's so. So the only thing I could look at at that point is, OK, you're right. That's the A1 thing. Whether you want it to break one way or another, will winning or losing from now on change that? Really shouldn't be. It, it just doesn't matter if we go 5 and 12 or uh, 7 and uh, 10. 10. Well, those, are, those are both ugly. Um, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But what does matter is that we're, we do have some, some holes in this team and some large free agency gaps we got to fill coming up. So getting that really high second round pick it's that that actually matters to me at this point. So, you know, we'll we have a whole whole offseason to ramble on about about who we might be taking towards the top end of the second round. And boy, oh, boy, is that going to be fun to, to look forward to. Let's get something that's actually fun to talk about, because with the cracks and effort I was seeing, I still saw the glimpses of what this team could be. And this next one was a, this next in is a perfect example of that, man. We've been talking, Brandon. We're right back on the inside of the ledger on three and three out. We've been talking for all year about the the what if of Shane Waldron's offense, what we think it might look like. And that was different things. Motions with D. Eskridge, which we saw. We saw pop passes. We saw sweeps. That was effective. I liked what I saw there. And the other, and there's other stuff around that too. That play to Everett, that touchdown to Everett, even the, even the, 20-yard scene pass to Colby Parkinson that didn't hit. that, But it didn't matter. It's like, I don't care that didn't hit. What I care about is that was a beautiful play and everything but the pass, it was a tiny bit behind him, but a nice play nice play by the DB or linebacker, whoever broke it up. Or, or maybe Parkinson just, you know, does a, a little bit more zig when he should have zagged. I don't know. But it was the right mentality. It was the right attack. It was the right pace. And so that was also great to see. So it's like these, these glimmers of what this Waldron offense could and should be. And then this one in particular, there were two of these in the game. We've been asking for the play action boot for 
weeks. Like, where is the play action boot? Why don't we do this with Russ? And in this particular game, they did it twice beautifully. And the one that I had written down was seven for folks who do like to kind of map this out and go back and rewatch it. I hope some folks do that. I think it's worthy. But it's 7-7, seven, seven, Q2, 840 to go. First and 10 Seahawks at our own 40-yard line. And, you know, perfect, perfect play. Russ, it's a play action to Penny. Russ immediately boots right, has all the space in the world. He's looking downfield. I, I don't have the all 22, so I don't know. Did he turn down something that he should have should have taken a shot with? I don't know. Russ wasn't gun shy this game. That wasn't that didn't seem to be the issue. So he probably probably wasn't there. And he checks it down to a wide open locket because of everything we just did. Because of the because of the play action, because of the boot. Because Lockett's a great route runner. A wide open locket who gets a basically a free eight yards on first down. Right. Like perfectly freaking executed. And we just, and it's just, it's one of those, you know, it's, it's, you, you gouge your eyes out maybe a bit when you're like, why don't we do more of that? When we know, we know it plays to Russ's strengths to do this on the move and make decisions with, you know, what he, what he's seeing when he has like clear, clear vision of the entire field. Beautifully done. I love the play, man. I know it's an eight yard gain on first down. It, to me, it's actually like the play of the game. It's definitely the theme of the ins. A lot of them this year is, especially when it's on offense, it's why don't we do more of that? And uh, this, yeah, it, really throughout the first half, I thought that Russ was doing a really good job of of taking the checkdowns when they were there. Yes. yes. Um, on the, you know, in particular on on the scoring drives, and yeah, I I thought that that would have been enough to ultimately keep us in position to win. Well. Gosh, for for what the offense did most of the game, it's hard not to say that the offense didn't give the team the capability to win the game because really they did. It just it was you know catastrophic things at the worst possible moments. It's, ah, um, yeah, we're <laughs> on the inside, and uh, so yes, uh, an in to that play. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's, but you you called it out nicely. It, it is. Um, it, 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 but it is frustrating because it's it's not like we're watching. If, it, if anybody watched that Monday night game last night or whatever, they could muddle through and watched what it is like to have a, a quarterback that doesn't really doesn't know what they're doing, you know. And yeah. we're not talking Geno level where Ian Book just was thrown to the wolves last night. No offensive line, barely had a team. But yeah, Goodell, that game seems safe to play versus the other ones you moved. Yeah, go, go figure. Um, and I'm not, I'm not even a conspiracy guy, but that one's like, well, how is that? How was that a good product, right? So right. anyway, hence you see all these different, um, you know, uh, changes. Let's call call them that to to the protocols because I think they realize the on field product is 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 suffering and suffering greatly. But it's there. It's it's there, and that's the thing. That's why the second. That's why Russ's second half is so egregious. It's just and and then the second half includes that beautiful touchdown to Everett. That was there. Beautiful, beautiful. Really the first three quarters, because then you're talking about the way that Penny was running the ball in the third quarter, at least from what I remember, that uh, the third quarter went pretty well for him. Uh, The second drive, it was Penny picking up, you know, three different. uh, Oh, yeah. It led to the effort touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. That that second drive was was flawless. That was exactly probably the drive of the game Uh, because it just it was it was the great the great mix mix mixing and matching of what we were doing really well there. I guess the silver lining is 
or it may not be, is like, will Waldron get a second season? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't and know. If, and if Pete isn't here, I mean, bottom line is if, if Pete's not here, you got to figure a new head coach. Well, there you go. Like they're going to want, they're going to want their, their guy and they're, they're going to go bring in their, their, their offensive coordinator. And I just don't, I just don't know if it's like, if we got more consistency of the things we do well, I think we're a playoff team going away. And then that's, that's the, the differences between five and 10 and 10 and five right now. So, but that's the end. I did love that play. All right. Whammy that thing. One more out. You mentioned it because you're a smart guy there, Brandon. So let's 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 wet let's wet the canvas, Brandon. We gotta do that at least at least once an episode. We gotta break the liquid white out and wet the canvas like Bob Ross. So it's 17 to 7. This is after our defense came out hot as a pistol in the second half. That first drive, awesome. That that's the one where uh let's see, uh the big tackle for a loss by Taylor on second down, yes. and then Green gets home for his first of two. And on that particular play, by the way, Taylor is causing all sorts of havoc. And then Green kind of gets there from the other side, too. So a nice combo package that, that you know, Foles had nowhere to go. And then Green just, just gets there. Beautiful job. This is the difference, man. It's 17 to 7. We get the ball at the Bears' 49-yard line. 49-yard line. And I don't know about you, but I'm sitting there going, I'm like, okay, we're about to throttle this team. Yeah. You know, like. I thought we were going to put up seven at the end of the first half. It stalled. Didn't happen. We get three. I'm like, all right, you know what? We're up 10. Really good half. Really good half. We come out on fire defensively. We get the ball at the, you know, at the, at the 49 of the Bears. And then, okay, we take that deep shot to lock it. Probably not a great read by Russ because it was almost intercepted by the safety. But but I get it. You know, yeah, I you're going you're for at, the kill shot there. Yeah, you, to, totally, you got the ball punted to midfield. Why not go for one there? Totally get that. Second down, second down play. We get we get six from Penny. Mm-hmm. We set up a third and four. Now the next play, it this is on Russ. The, the out's not on Russ, but the next play, Russ misses DK. The play calls right. DK is wide open. You know, in the flats, he's he's past the sticks. Russ just got an easy throw and catch. He oh, he misses him. It goes off his fingertips. Some people are yelling at DK. He's got to come down with that. It's it's freaking twenty five degrees out, and, and DK six foot five, and that ball is over his head at, with his wingspan. Come on. Yeah. Like Russ has got to put the ball there. But my point of the whole thing, what you said later is, Hey, the next drive it's, it's penny time. It, it's, you know, we're, we're just, and we're bashing these dudes. Like, what do we want to be? Like, that's the other part of like, what, what do we want to be? We want to be this, this team that's known for, you know, control, control the clock and run. Of course, we've done none of that this year, but you're, you're in at this point, you get the ball at the 49, you gain six. So you're at the opponents like, you know, 44, 43, whatever, have you mark it. And you should be mentally thinking, okay, it's third and four. We are automatically, automatically in two down territory. And I'm not mad at the punt per se. I would have loved for them to go for it. I'm not mad at the punt per se. I am infuriated that third down and then fourth down are not back-to-back run plays in that moment. Mm-hmm. In the snow, in the elements, you are moving their dudes. They are not winning in the trenches whatsoever. That has got to be, third down has got to be a, a just a, I don't care how you do it. I don't care if you use a fullback, it doesn't matter. It's got to be a run and you go get your one, two or three yards. Maybe you get the first down and you line right back the F up and you run the ball again and you go get the first down. It is a pathetic state that that was not the mindset in this environment at home, up 10, crap team, in a, in a snowstorm. 
just infuriates me. So the biggest out for me is just, I don't even know who owns it, but that might might be Shane the main brain. You've got to pound the friggin' rock there and just own the game and put it away right then and there. You know, I'd be fine with giving an out to even Dixon in this case for just coming out onto the field, like for agreeing to come out on the field (laughs) after after what? uh, Well, because and really it wasn't a great day for Dixon because what did they gain? 25 yards uh, off of that punt. He had another one that he punted into the end zone. Uh, He had the other one that, gosh, I, I felt like when they were backed up in their their own end zone. I that was terrible. And yeah, somehow they... he just kicked it low and straight yeah, to the bad. Bears punt returner. And, you know, then they have it essentially back to where they were before the turnover. So it was like a f- the 14 yard line. They yeah. got it back. That's how they get their first, you know, give me touchdown. Right. Yeah. So it's so that's what has me leading toward giving the out to Dixon there for coming <laughs> out onto the field on fourth down rather than revolting. Uh, I, you know, like he's, he's an Aussie, right? He's an Aussie. He should have some sort of a rebellious streak. I mean, I, I know their history. I know, I know how they were, they were, you know, founded and all that. And you would hope that an Australian rugby rules player, football player could just tell his coach, no. Run it one more time. Or you know what? We're not running it himself for the first down. Yeah. Just say, I'm, I'm taking it myself. I got this one, Pete. I got this one. So I, I like that. I like sliding in an extra little out there because honestly, Dixon, Dixon did have a poor game. Now those elements are terrible and maybe it's just something where, you know, we don't often see Michael Dixon punting in 25 degree weather. And maybe he just, maybe he's, uh, control He's just not good in that weather. We don't see it too often, thankfully, but he's, he, you know, he wasn't like, ah, oh, he was okay. He, he stunk. He was yeah. bad on Sunday too. Yeah. It was, that, it was less than okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was, he was less than okay. So those are our three outs. They're all less than okay. We do get to end with it in. We get to celebrate somebody that that I think is having a pretty darn good year. So let's go hit that celebration button. See, it's not a whammy when you go back to the end. It's a celebration button. We made we made a new, new thing. I like the yeah. branding. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's just yeah. You have to you have to you know you have to give things a, a, a purpose and a name so people understand. They connect with them, Brandon. They connect with them that way. And they remember. So from here on out, when you hit the other, when you go back the other way, it's a celebration button. I like that. So we're going to celebrate, Brandon. We're going to celebrate here. I'll keep this short and simple. We talked about sacks on sacks on sacks in the second half. I could give it to Dunlap, but I don't want to go to negative town. I don't want to go to negative town and say, why the heck is Dunlap getting limited sacks when the dude is just destroying people, destroying all the monsters? Mm -hmm. Like, could he be at 10 sacks already this year or more if he just played more downs? Uh, Maybe. So I'm not going to go to negative town. I want to recognize what he did and that he's now leading the team once again. However, I want to give the love to, to eyebrows and say, when we look at, that's Rasheem Green. When we talk about bases of a team, you know, you got Taylor, you got Robinson. We got, we have to look forward to 2022 because there ain't nothing here in 2021 for us. So, you know, it's just no country for, uh, for old men here. We got to move on. Green's, uh, Green, Green, Green is, he's still 24 years old. Right. Because he started super young. So he's going to be, he's going to have a, you know, back-to-back years now where he's, Maybe he get taxed on a few more. I hope he does. Maybe he can get it to like the, the eight sack range, but he's just been pretty good. You know, and I, I just want to leave it there. And plus when he gets sacks, I get to go, go out on Twitter and in discord and show the Millhouse gif of, of wiggling the eyebrows. Yeah. And that's fun. So I want to <laughs> want to end on something fun for us, Brandon, because it's been a crappy season. Yeah. If you would have told me that, that 
Green and Dunlap would combine for four sacks in this game, I would say, yeah, the pass rush is doing what it's supposed to, and the Seahawks come away with a win. Unfortunately, not the case. And I I question why exactly uh, it worked out that way. But I, I have my my ideas and I feel like we've talked about them a lot. But we are closing in on the inside of the ledger. So I'll, I will leave it at that and say, yes, I, I do like the way, especially the way Dunlap has been able to come on here late in the season, whether that it's because he's playing for his next contract or it's because he's getting more snaps. But I, I like the I like what we're seeing from him now. Yeah, he's fired up, man. And we talked and I talked about effort earlier on a play where I didn't see it from Amadi. Um, but it was Dunlap coming all the way from the line to make a tackle on, on that uh, on that on that play where, you know, they, they converted one of those third downs. So the dude, he has not given up. The dude's still still at it. And, you know, frankly, he has potentially reasons to right i'm sure he's not built that way you don't have a you know, 10 plus year career in the nfl if, if you're not built that way mentally but he's had a career where he's wanted nothing but to, to get his shots the playoffs he spent his entire think about this his entire career with the bengals just wrecking stuff being, being a really good player but not really getting too many opportunities to make a deep playoff run whatsoever i don't think they won a game in, in the marvin jones andy dalton era i don't think and he comes here and we don't win a game, and you got Joey Joey the Truth Burrow over there flinging 500 plus freaking yards, and now the Bengals are good. So it's uh, it's, it's an upside it, it, down it, world out there. It is the sober yin and raging yang, Brandon. It is what it is. So so there's no Brandon. We don't win. We don't get the Brandon. There is no Seahawks NBC. are making it way too easy on me this season. I yep. don't think I like it. Yeah, man. Only five Brandons. Not cool. No MVC. No mostly because only you know sprinkles are for winners. No MVC. However. There is a there is a part of the show that we, we ain't we ain't ever we ain't ever gonna give up. Don't matter if we go 0 and 17 or 17 and 0, this part's gonna be here because frankly, it's kind of the foundation. Brandon, what is it? It is our from the flock section. If you want to get in the flock, you can go to patreon.com forward slash flock or get in the flock.com and three bucks a month or more. We'll uh, get you into our Discord group where we chat about the game during the game. We also have a channel for the ins and the outs to share. And uh, we're going to read some of those coming up here. Yes, we are. And right before we get into these, I do want to give a, a, a quick little uh, shout out and some love to so the Seahawkers pod ring of honor on Facebook. So you got the Discord that you can get in for three bucks. And then the Seahawkers pod ring of honor on Facebook. Another group. Uh, and again, obviously people who are on Facebook, then of course, join the discord conversation for, for game days. Most of them do, but it's, it's a different, a different tier. And these folks, a couple of years ago, this is year two, we started the fantasy football, uh, you know, uh, league out of this. And it's pretty cool. So I want to, I want to give a quick, a quick little story for Ooh. you, Brandon, because I All think right. the folks, the folks who are still listening are going to want to know about this. So in this particular league, it's actually a, a it's, it's two tiers so like English Premier Soccer, where we have a, a top league and we added a second league. So, you know, we got the Premier League and then people, if you come in the bottom two, you get relegated and you come in the top two, you move up to the Premier League. So we did that this year. I know the Flock Miss Prime, Keith, I know he's already moved up. I think somebody else has as well. Congrats to them. I'm not going to, you know, talk about the folks who, who didn't make it. What I am going to say is I squeaked my way into the finals. Uh, so I'm Ooh. in the finals. I'm in the finals. I'm going to be going up against uh, against Garrett Banks. And he's got 
he's got a superior team, but I, I, you know, I, I've, I've got the slingshot and I've got a, I've got a really smooth stone. So I'm, I'm going to go at it. But I also want to say two weeks ago in the, in the quarterfinals, I think I lose a game to Jason Bonner. It's fractional scoring on, on the sleeper app. I think I lose like whatever, 10 minutes after the game, there's a stack correction. And oh, I win. Oh, oh, oh. I'm like, holy crap, I won. I'm, I'm still going on. So we're all talking about it out there on, on the app, et cetera, et cetera. So I go on, I go on to the semis, you know, with the waivers pass, semis, and then I beat Chris Boucher and I'm on to the finals. And Chris, good season, man. So then Bloomy notices on the app yesterday and says, hey, dude, we might have to talk about this. The stat correction that gave me the victory yeah. was reverted. What? But but the but the system was like closed, if you will, right? So it already moved beyond. So I literally went through waivers and played the next week and I won. So we're like, what do we do? So anyway, Ross Bell is the commissioner. Ross Bell's like, hey, dude, to uh, Jason Bonner, he's like, listen, that sucks. And there's nothing we could do about it now. So the ruling is, you know, that's it. You, you yeah, the Cl- computer screwed you. Yeah, Cl- Clinton's uh... on, Clinton moves on. And, and that because that was a full week ago. So I just wanted to call out and say, recognize that Jason Bonner, that dude, that's it's no way that I wanted to win. And hey, I, I'm going to win, lose or draw. I'm going to cover your league fee next year. Entry fee. Uh, hopefully I win. And I also want to call out Bloomy. Bloomy texted me via the app and said, hey, you might want to do something for for uh, for Jason here because because that's a really, really crappy way to go down. And I, and I agree with him. So Bloomy for being a gentleman, Jason for being a good sport. Ross for for commissioning a really cool league and Garrett Banks I'm coming for you dude I'm coming for you because now I got the weight of the world on my shoulders I shouldn't even be here I'm gonna take you down you're you're going for you you're going you know this is also for Chris you got to do it for everybody I'm doing it that you that you've knocked over on the way yeah whether whether I should have or not see I thought it was Chris oh no it was Jason the week before then Chris yeah Jason got screwed Chris I beat fair and square because his players decided to not show up and they pooped themselves you should do it for Chris anyway Oh, I love Chris doing it for Chris too. And Garrett, Garrett's probably going to wax me by about 40, but we'll see. And any given Sunday, Monday, sometimes Tuesdays this year. You just, you'd never know when a stat correction could swing 40 points in your favor. (laughs) You have to wonder. I may, I may need it. So, all right. So thank you all for, for, uh, you know, allowing me to share that, but a super fun league. And by the way, one of the reasons why you want to get into the Seahawkers pod ring of honor and, you know, pay the extra coin because there is this great fantasy football league that, is really a ton of fun. So get in the flock.com. There you go. Exactly. All right. So we are, so from the flock, we're here. Let's start with Josh DeHuman. This is from the discord. Josh says in a Fetty continuing his, his tradition of committing false starts in Seattle. Of course, this time as a bear, he's also calling out the Everett touchdown, getting a much needed touchdown in Seattle. He's loving on Dunlap and Taylor for creating a ton of pressure and Penny for being over a hundred yards and the tug once again, which which was, hey, man, Penny ran the ball well. Again, credit where due. It's a bit of a broken record. Penny is running the ball well. Great holes, by the way. Huge. But the dude's, the dude's taking advantage of everything he's being given and then some. So love what I'm seeing. The outs, he does say, he, oh, yeah, we didn't talk about this. Peach challenge on that fourth and one for, for the refs to, to just not measure it or whatever. They just give it to them. And yeah. then we got to waste the challenge. But it's a dumb challenge because, Pete, you just don't win those things when... It's a rugby friggin' scrum. You don't get those overturned. And by the way, we could have used that timeout. And then also, he's calling out the out from Myers there too, Brandon, because saying he's got the yips in, in, uh, in 2021 here. Uh, but bottom line is, you know, all these outs and all this stuff gets washed away if, if Myers makes a pretty routine field goal. 
Yeah. Well, routine if it's not in the elements. And I suppose if you're going to give some leeway to Dixon for for some bad punts, you have to give some to Myers, too, for for kicking in the weather. So uh, maybe yeah, Myers, not necessarily Myers ain't a from Australia, though. Myers, Myers, you know, he's kind of more used to this. You yeah. Know, Australians. Right. It doesn't snow. I, but yes, if Myers makes that field goal, then the game is over and you can whether you want to blame that on Russ, who designed Pete's Beach House, gives mm. the out to Russ for never learning to check down when the play runs too long. I think you could put a little blame on Russ. There might be some more coming his way as we get yeah. into these uh, from the flocks. But uh, among the things that went wrong, Myers, Pete with the challenge, Russ not checking down in certain situations, uh, all the things that ultimately led to the Bears being able to come back. Yeah, for sure. We're going to skip on down to Frost down here. Frost saying, hey, the in goes the penny because he deserves it. He goes, you know it, Clinton. Hey, dude, what could I say, Frost? You're right. Michael Paul was right. I'm less right. The other in he gives was the offensive play calling has been creative and fun. This is what I was hoping for. I get the feeling that there's no timestamp, but if I had to guess that that was probably sent sometime in the first half. See, while I was on Amy's commentary on Russ, I should have also read her in and out into Bobby Wagner, setting the franchise record for tackles in a single season but also an out just for the fact that Bobby Wagner was on the field enough to set that record. Yeah. And, and Amy, Amy's, Amy's a, you know, she's, Amy's not afraid to state her mind, which we love seeing that in the discord. And she also called out in the next one. She was out worst punting of the season. We talked okay. about that. Dixon was bad and, and, it, and it cost us. B wags biceps comes in with an out, not ever being able to beat backup quarterbacks, Colt McCoy, Nick bleeping fools. Although he didn't write bleeping. He, he didn't say fudge is, is, no, is, no, the, no. is the point here. And these are, they, they are, they're backups, but they're also very competent professionals that when, when you give them six, seven, eight, nine yards over the middle to throw the ball down to, they can do that. Uh, you know, so can Davis Mills, we found out, right? So it's almost not surprising at this point that we don't dial different things up for quarterbacks that are, that are clearly just backups. Oh, we got Flocktimus with a double out here. He goes out. This is to you, Brandon. Out to Golden Hawk. That's you in the Discord for wishing the Rustat chance into existence. You, you can't ever explain that, that before we go to the next one there. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I think it was, let's see, was it on the preview show or it was on one of the shows that I did where I said, I, I kind of want this game just because we haven't seen it this season. I wanted it to come down to the fourth quarter where Russell Wilson had the chance to get a game-winning drive. We hadn't yeah. seen that yet this season. And I wanted to see if, especially after the injury, uh, with everything that's been going on, could he mount one of his usual Russell Wilson unique comebacks at the end? And we had the opportunity to see if he could in this game. And so I got my answer. And I didn't like the answer, but right. I, I did get what I wanted in a sense. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's the, you know, the old... Uh... If you don't like the, if you don't like the answer, you know, uh, just however that it goes, that, that, that witty saying where it's like, you know, be careful about what you ask for type thing. It's something like that. How do you feel about this, Clinton? Would you have rather, uh, let's say Russ gets the, you know, he hits Lockett on that, that 50 yard bomb to the end zone and they run away with it. Uh, the bears never even sniff it, get a chance to, to get back in this game and the Seahawks get, you know, a 20 point win uh, when yes. it's all said and done. Yes. Would you would you have rather had that? Yes. Okay. 
Because <laughs> that would have been a win. And I don't think we're that limited to just win. yet. And winning is better than losing. <laughs> yeah. But yes. I ex- I also expected Russ to get the win late. So I, I still did. I still thought we could we could get get it late. The last drive was uninspiring. Uh, and we and we and we didn't. Part of me is happy for the more it's another stat point that we have about this particular season. Yes. Uh, you know, and it's it's going to be it's going to be a tumultuous off season. We'll see. And we'll see how it all how it all either crumbles or comes back together. It'll be interesting. There'll be a lot. This is one of the seasons off seasons where there's going to be a lot to talk about. Even even in the doldrums, there's going to be. A lot of different, uh, you know, athletic articles flying about that we could comment on. So we'll have, we have that to look forward to. And then Floctimus also said there was another one there, but I'll skip that and say the one that I think is even more prescient. He goes out to CenturyLink for rebranding as Lumen. Only one win at home since the rebranding. That's trash. It's definitely their fault. I, I think we found <laughs> we found the scale. Well, you know what? Floctimus has also been wanting to put a roof on that building for a while, too. So a lot of changes in store if uh, Keith were uh, in charge of this uh, particular uh, structure, I think. B-Wag's biceps with the in to Dunlap for his late season surge. Dude's been killing it lately. Mm-hmm. Out to whoever is responsible for Dunlap not being that guy for the whole season. I wonder if Dunlap... I, I do wonder if some of that blame goes to Dunlap. You know, I we're not we're not there in practice, right? So who who the heck knows? However, it did seem in the pressers a couple of weeks ago that it was more just like Dunlap's like, yeah, they want me on a limited snap count so I could be fresh. And so I'm, I'll be the good soldier. I'll go play the role. But, you know, I tweeted out during the middle of the game. I was like, you know, maybe, maybe this, maybe it's just a matter of volume for this guy. I mean, he said, he's like, Hey, I, I got to get into a groove. I got to find, you know, he, he's probably a, Besides being a really good at his, he's probably really good at his craft. You know, sure. is, the, is the bottom line. It's yeah, like, yeah. I'm, in fact, I'm sure he is. So lining guys up, setting up moves for later, so that you can get home. Because last year and down the stretch this year, the dude has a knack for for making noise. Late third quarter, fourth quarter sacks, and maybe that's part of just you know he's setting things up so that he can so he can make a bust out a move later. And if he only gets 12 or 15 or 20 defensive snaps, he doesn't get the setup. And, and it takes away from, from his, his repertoire what he could go do. That, that might be fact, too, there. Well, the, the thing that makes me wonder, though, is I, I don't think he's getting a, a huge increase in the amount of snaps that he's on the field for. He's still only on the field for 33 snaps in this game, which was, I guess it's it's closer to 50% than than some of the other times where he was uh, earlier on in the season. So maybe there's something to that. But also, I, I kind of like the idea of developing future guys that I know are going to be on the team long term, too. So I don't yeah. know. It's a tough one. That, that's why we're not coaches. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see <laughs> We'll see what he can do down the stretch. Maybe he puts, puts together a few more, and then we'll see what happens to, to him in, in, uh, you know, in, in free agency. At bottom line is, we didn't pay a lot for the dude. We came back on, on a real team friendly thing for sure um and we kind of all expected more early and it's almost a little too little too late but i don't i don't think it's on him we, we shall see i i know it's not on this guy it's, i know it's not on bloomy going now by 1977 harrisburg hawk the, the, the man's moving about on, on us uh no longer he the keeps going back Boston in time hockey. he really is pretty soon he's going to be whatever the, you know, the 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 inception committee was that planned and got the hawks i don't know who they were but i know there's a documentary out about that but he does say in a Fetty finally paying off for his draft capital in Seattle. He goes in to me 
Clinton in the R-O-H-F-L championship. Thank you, Bloomy. We went through that. And he says, in pretty snow in Seattle. And that's just part, part of this whole thing was like, we should have won. Should have been a fun game the entire time. Instead, we smashed it and ruined it because we can't have nice things. But he also says, out, there's an extra game this season. That's true. Out, any fool who doubts my extra rest theory. <laughs> For those that don't know, Bloomy is a big, big proponent. And I wouldn't say tinfoil, you know, conspiracy theorist. He just looks at the data that says, if you give teams less rest and the gaps in scheduling is not in your favor, it really favors a team that, ha- that has longer rest periods. We play on Tuesday. We got to come back and play a game Sunday. But I don't know because we look great for almost three quarters. Yeah. Before the, we decided the five to days ourselves. rest did not blow the game at the end. Uh, I tend to think not also. But he also he has one more out because we know Bloomy hates, hate, 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 hates Goodell. He goes crooked Goodell for perpetrating the lamb spiracy and making us play on five days rest. Yes, I, I'm, I'm OK with uh, Goodell getting the out there for sure. <laughs> Tuga Hawk with the in to Rasheem Green and Dunlap for the two sacks each. He yes. also giving the out to Myers. Missed four points. Bad weather and all. It has been recurring this season. I don't think I know. I know it was already already mentioned, but I, I felt like it was worthy to give Myers another out. Yeah, and I just don't think he missed four, right? He just missed the field goal. There was no extra points missed in this game. Was there not so, an extra point missed in this game? No, no. No, oh, okay. there's no extra points missed. No, but that's okay. You know, to, to Hawk, sometimes sometimes new math, it, don't, it comes at you hard. It's okay. Speaking of, you know, speaking of, I, this, this, she was there. Car, car. She goes in. Snow game. Out. My first Seahawks game being a loss. In. Wagner setting that franchise record. Car, car. We saw some pictures you posted in the Discord. Glad you had some fun there. You know, cool environment, at least. Terrible we couldn't get the win for you, but at least you were there to experience it in person, which is so cool. PNW Hulk out. Concentration penalties always backing us up. I will take the aggressive penalties, but not the others. This was another thing late in the game where, yeah. again, uh, man, if, uh, well, let's see. Oh, Gerald Everett on that false start, fourth and one. But, uh, and then not able to get it done on fourth down. Definitely not helping. Yeah, I forgot. I, the I one forgot before about... that, too. Gosh, you had yes. Tyler Lockett, who yeah, he gets the ball, and you have to do one of two things. You either have to get the first down, or you have to get out of bounds. And he does the co- the worst combination of the two. It comes up short of the first down, doesn't get out of bounds, and time keeps on ticking right there. Yep. Into the future, as they say, Brandon. So we had Derek Williamson out on twi- Twitter. On, I thought it was sort of really weird word there out on Twitter. Derek W0. I'm going to go with his second one. He put out two. He says in goes. it's opposite day. This loss actually helps the Seahawks in the big scheme. He's talking about, you know, where are we going as an organization and, you know, just be, putting it out there that, hey, this is this is actually potentially a better thing that we lost this game. So I know some feel that way. So I wanted to call it out for you, Derek. Yeah, and I, I made my thoughts known on that that uh, earlier on, so I, I won't yep. get into that. Um, at Mark Antrobus at Mark underscore Antro in Penny being the shining star in the Seahawks offense, passing game is broken. Out watching Dunlap wreaking havoc in the backfield and seeing him dropping back into coverage. Mm. We saw Puna Ford in coverage too. Yes. Uh, at one point, out to Jason Myers. But I want to go back to the end because this was something that I want to talk about. And I'm glad that Penny's getting some of the credit, too. But the offensive line in this game is not getting enough credit for the types of holes that they Huge. were giving to Penny in this game. They 
were huge. And that was one of the things I, I, I don't really want to see Shane Waldron go after watching this game because this, this was the type of performance on the offensive line that we haven't really seen from our Seahawks offense. And they're going up against talented defensive linemen on that Chicago Bears defense, and they were pushing them around. It just got me thinking, man, if this is the kind of run blocking that we could see consistently from the Shane Waldron offense, then, then I'm in for him sticking around as OC. I think it's a worthy discussion because because it, it was all it was also in, like it was interesting stuff. It wasn't just three yards in, in a in a cloud of dust. And oh, by the way, Penny is fast, so he could break one of these. It was very well executed, like like we talked about earlier. Just like two dudes pulling like across the formation things. Um, you had you Dwayne know, Brown on a on a safety and or corner yes, on, yeah, that, yeah, on that just, play to just, Penny. It, so so well, really well designed things were across the board. Hey, four out of five dudes are executing really well. And it's a 25 yard run. And the fact when you mix in the fact that you have a home run type back where it's like, okay, you've given him the, a bit of what he needs. He, he's proven to me that he's been a little even better than I thought he would be with like less, less holes. Um, but when he has open room, the, the, the dude can take it to the house. He, he can do that thing for you. So it definitely plays to that strength. It's, it'll be a shame if we cut the Waldron era short after one year because we need a fall guy and we don't get to see this. It'll be a shame potentially if we don't get to see that part flourish because that's the thing that gets us back into being a team with a good defense and a good run game with a solid, you know, solid quarterback that can move the chains. That's how we freaking won in the first place. Right. So it's a, uh, anywho, I also want to give give some love to, to Mark Antro, you know, Antrobus out there. I think it's the first time I've seen him out on Twitter. Always nice to see some new people. So the follow at Clinton Bond hit me at three, you know, hit the 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 three I three O three I three out during the game, three I three O, and you'll get in the show just like Mark did. Gecko's been on the show a couple times now. Love it. Gecko HTR out on Twitter. Give the man a follow. Check him out. In to lock it for winning the Steve Largent Award. Very nice award, very prestigious. And he says out to Jimmy Graham for being the beginning and the end of the Seahawks downfall. Ooh, from the lose-lose trade with the Saints to him scoring on us on Sunday, even though it should have been a Dunlap fumble. Yeah, was that the the one just before where where Dunlap gets his paws on it and they they then they reverse it? I didn't think that that was a necessarily. It wasn't a terrible call. I I thought it was a forward pass, but yeah, it. Uh, I could see that one having gone either way, but yeah, yeah, me too. I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad at that one. Mark Antrobus back in with the out. Pete's challenge on fourth and one. And out to Russ's decision-making, taking the sack before the missed field goal, running for first down, but not getting close. It's not just the finger. Yeah, and I'll skip to Michael Paul and you can bounce back to Bailey because Michael's hitting the same thing up saying, you know, this is from the uh, Ring of Honor on Facebook. He goes out, Russell Carrington Wilson for taking a sack for a 13-yard loss leading to the missed Jason Myers field goal. He goes on to say a couple more things that I truncated here. Uh, that's not even on the sheet for you, Brandon, but he went on to say like, Hey, I know Myers should still hit it and you can't do what he did here. And the part that really kind of gets me going is Dwayne Brown did his job. You know, this is not a Dwayne Brown sack. Dwayne Brown kicks his guy so far out, you know, and to the left. And if Russ is just looking and he looks back left a little earlier, he's going to have a, a, you know, a, a huge 
aqueduct that he could go down, a huge just trough that he could just run down. Whether he goes and gets the first down or not, doesn't matter. He can go get a couple yards, slide down, and give Myers a, a chip shot that even with that wicked curve that went on it, it wouldn't have mattered. It still would have went through the uprights first. Um, so Michael, again, Michael's on point here. Yeah, instead he spins back into the sack. And, yeah. you know, the thing that I think upset me most was after the game and hearing his explanation of, hey, well, you know, I do stuff like that and make touchdowns, you know, sometimes. And yeah, I can't argue with you, Russ. Sometimes you do stuff like that and it results in touchdowns. But we didn't need a touchdown there. We just needed three points. You know, and I know that the, 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 the pride will come before the fall type thing as well. Russ is an, an elite, 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 elite athlete. He will do things on this earth that I will never do. Uh, that's just, that's just, this is a fact. It's a natural fact. And, you know, heading into what is what now, year 10, maybe there are ways to evolve your game where that's not the play you make in that situation anymore. The thing to me too, is it is okay to be accountable. You know, it, right. you don't have right. to defend yourself in that situation. Yeah, you can point. just. Yeah, it's the same thing I tell my kids. Like if your mom is telling you something and you know, you don't argue your point, you say yes and you move on. You you accept accountability and keep moving. I like that. Do you have a do you have a parenting podcast? I think you do well with that. <laughs> I'd maybe. Right? <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe it's next coming. season. It's a long off season. Christ. Chris Boucher with uh, in Jermaine Effetti finally having a good game for the Seahawks. Yes, the penalty for Effetti getting a lot of people. Calling him out. Uh, speaking of calling him out, Jason Turner. This one was uh, succinct. Out. Myers. That's all. That's all. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's all. That's all it takes. And, he, and, and again, he ain't wrong, right? Kevin Russell into the defensive heroes, Dunlap and Bobby. You know, and Bobby had some nice plays and Bobby's always going to have nice plays. Um, I am in the, you know, we're watching a, an all-timer degrade before, before our very eyes camp. Yeah, he's, just, he's going from a Hall of Famer to an average, to, uh, above average linebacker. I, yeah, I think he's still above because because he, he's he's in position most times, and then and in most times when it's time to lay a lick, he's still darn good. Uh, you know, and we talked about Dunlap quite a bit. Back to Michael Paul out tackling. Hey, the, so right. And Amadi, we talked about like not really stepping up, but there was another play later in the game too where Amadi goes for like a shoestring tackle for no reason, no reason. <laughs> And just doesn't get this, this, just whiffs, just like Tecmo Bowl style, whatever the A or the B button is, where you just do that diagonal dive. And if you happen to hit it the right, you know, the right angle, you make the tackle. And if you don't, Bo Jackson's running through the friggin', you know, running through the corridors. So I, I don't get it. I, it's, it's, I've kind of run my course. I, I hate that I have where it's like, man, I feel like we didn't get the run with Marquise Blair that I wanted to see. Uh, and we got way more Amadi, and I just I don't see it there. It's just a couple of years now. Where I'm like, I don't I don't think he's the guy. Well, we will see going forward. Hopefully, Blair can. You know, one of them has been significantly more healthy, and uh, it's been Amadi. True fact. Michael Paul out. Oh, you just read that one. Michael Ball <laughs> from Michael Paul to Michael Ball in Penny starting to consistently own the ground game, especially with some great run blocking. Wait a second. That's is Michael Paul. Does he have uh, uh is he also <laughs> on, a bur- on a Facebook as Michael yeah. Ball? His burner account is just Michael Ball and the B is for burner. So he's, he's being really, really coy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was weird that he didn't mention Penny in either of those, but I guess it was because they were both outs. 
<laughs> Michael Ball continues out to Russ, continuing to take double-digit yard sacks into Eskridge, getting more touches and showing toughness out. Jason Myers again, man. Yeah, and I love talking to Eskridge. We didn't talk. We mentioned him earlier, and to me, it's just the it's the the weaving in of what the what could be with this offense. And when you give a talented guy with with the burners that he's got touches, uh, he's for the most part making making positive play after positive play. A couple of first downs, nicely timed pop pass. You know, I, I like what we see in Eskridge. I, it just you know that that year two is going to be huge. And again, are we changing an offensive coordinator on this guy? Where like that ain't that ain't going to be easy for for a dude to pick up pick that up, especially where. Most of this year, at least half of it, he was sidelined with with the different injuries, which were which really set him back. So, but I did. You know what? We we might have to give an out to uh, someone from another team because wasn't it Alec Ogletree that hit him like three yards out of bounds? And man, yeah, Eskridge was out earlier this season because of a similar type of hit, and Eskridge did everything right this time. He wasn't trying to turn up field at the last possible moment. He was way out of bounds. I, fortunately, I, I mean, at least they call the flag in that situation. Yep. But still, I'd like the player to I'd like Dwayne Eskridge to stay healthy and not get hit in the helmet like that anymore. Yeah, we did have a, a, someone out on Twitter. But the name's escaping me and I apologize. Talk about like, hey, it seems like they're headhunting for D. And do you think that's on purpose? And I answered. I said, no, I, I don't think it's on purpose. Um, however, it is happening to the guy, you know, and that, that was the exact example where it's clearly out of bounds. And it's like, hey. He's clearly, clearly out of bounds and you hit the guy normally. Okay. He's clearly out of bounds. And then you just hit him helmet to helmet. It's like, oh dude, like, you know, come on with that. So, and especially with, with him having a major concussion this year that kept him out for so long. So I was feeling you there too. It was like, and it looks so similar, like same exact side of the field and the whole thing. I was like, oh dude, but he bounced back up and and played, played a, played a good game. I did want to end on this one, Brandon, because it's from Amy from, you know, design Pete's beach house out in a, in the discord. She goes in the flock hanging in there for this S show of a season. You make it all worthwhile. And there's hearts and people emojiing the, the, the crap out of that one. So I thought that was a nice way to, to bring this about with some positivity. Hey, it, this is meant to be fun. And for those that listen to an hour and 10 minute podcast, after we go to five and 10 and we get to just decompress together, hopefully have a few laughs and talk about something we love together, right? The commonality of loving our Seahawks. Well, this is what it's all about, right? So to Amy, you know, she did a nice job there to uh, to, to put that in there because I think it is cathartic for, for many of us. I know it is for me. It is for me too. It, uh, it is because of this group that we keep on doing this. And yeah, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. I don't want to be bad. You know, I, I want, <laughs> I want brand, brand, the brand in. I want the NBC. But rules are rules. And with that, there's only one thing left to say. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.